Hi, Thomas. Hi. Hi, listeners. How are you? Oh, that's amazing. Thank you Glad all for tuning in. To? You. You. Queer. What? I. Queer. That's Tom. And that's Elliot, and we're Dickwick. And as you can probably hear, we are not as lucky as we have been in the past few weeks, and Tom and I are distant again, and it's sad. Distant in, uh, in person, but not in mind. Nor spirit, Tom. Thanks for saying that. That's what I meant. <laughs> okay, uh, we've got a great episode for you two. It's uh, a great special bonus episode. We're not starting the new season off yet. That's coming. Don't worry. But uh, we had Ralph sit down in the studio, sort of, with us. Ah! <laughs> yes, indeed. That's how the listeners will react to this episode as well. Um, but beforehand, I have a few like little businessy, time-consuming things to talk to you about. Please. Um, so, as you know, may or may not know, Dick Wick was nominated by Now Magazine for Best Local Podcast, which is really, really exciting. Uh, the voting for that closes tonight. That's uh, the uh, October 27th. Yes. Tonight. Um, so if you enjoy us, if you enjoy what you hear and what we're about, if you could go online to Now Magazine and cast us a little cute vote. It's under Cityscapes, which is weird, but whatever. Thanks, Now Magazine, for the nomination anyway. And you can go on and just click Do You Queer, What I Queer for Best Local Podcast. And maybe we just might be cute enough to get it. Maybe Jess might. Also, Jesse is like finger wagging at us because it's actually October 28th at 1 a.m. But it's like the same thing because that's like late in the night of the 27th. So, Jesse, the patriarchy can it. We don't need this right now from you. Yes. Oh, yeah. to, okay, sorry. One hour extra than what I said. To reiterate, um, you can go to our Instagram, which is DYQWIQ. You can click the link in our bio. It'll take you to the page. You just have to hit Cityscapes, scroll down, vote for Do You Queer What I Queer for best podcast. Tom, thank you for saying that. And then I actually have one other little, like, almost completely unrelated tidbit to say, which is super exciting. The University of Toronto's Ethnography Lab approached Tom and I and asked us to do a workshop uh, speaker series for them as part of their Telling Ethnographic Stories series. So Tom, that's super exciting. I'm so excited. We're so lucky to be able to do that. Who's joining us on that as well? So yeah, we'll be joined by Dr. Nesargi Dabe, who is a professor at the University of Toronto uh, she's an anthropologist whose research interests lie in the anthropology of ethics, uh, activism, animal rights, um, queerness and queer activism, and affect theory. So the hope for this workshop is that we're going to not only present you all with a, an interesting interview of an amazing guest and just a rundown of Do You Queer What I Queer, but we're also going to be sharing our computer screens so that you can all follow along and see actually how to record, edit, and archive audio. Now. If that sounds interesting to y'all, it's taking place on November 4th between 5 and 7 p.m. It'll be online. So you can actually just go over to our Instagram. And if you want to send us a DM and say, I'm interested in your event, I'll send you a link to the Eventbrite where you can register for free to see this and hear this. Yeah. That makes me nervous because it's live. What if I say stupid things? Oh, you for sure will, as will I. And that's the fun of it, right? That's the point. Just a glimpse behind the curtain into (laughs) into our real lives, Tom. That's quite the the curtain, but okay. Okay, listen. Okay, though. without further a queer, we have an amazing fun episode, like we said earlier, with Ralph. I think you'll love it. Dick Wick. Elliot, Tom, we have a very, very, very special guest this week. No big deal alert. Would you? care to introduce? I'm like shaking too much maybe to introduce us, but <laughs> we are sitting virtually with the absolutely splendiferous, incandescent, uh, one of a kind, sparkling, songstress, <laughs> Ralph, Toronto-based Ralph. Ralph, most amazing Ralph, hi. Thanks for joining us. Oh my god, can I get that on a shirt? I want that <laughs> intro on a shirt. <laughs> Jesse, make a shirt. Yeah, thank you. Take yeah, notes, please. That, make a shirt. Thank you so much. <laughs> you get yeah. it. Oh my god, it's perfect. But uh, this is your new job now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you. here we are. We're all sort of getting through this um, 
second wave mm -hmm. of COVID. Who knows what the future holds? So we're all being so responsible in our own homes, um, mm -hmm. doing our best. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's all we can do, right? I suppose so. Yeah. So coming off that, what's everyone's color today? Elliot, do you want to go first? Yeah, so I'm having like mixed emotions. You know, we woke up to some pretty fantastic news this morning. Yes. Uh, 45 has coronavirus and like, I just want to play that back and hear it again. That's how excited I am about it. Um, so like, you know, just to, if I can interrupt right before we, we pressed record on this, I saw that he has been uh, put into hospital. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, like, obviously we're not, we're not, you know, monsters. No. No. We don't wish death on anyone. No. We just, we, this could just be a beautiful act of God. Exactly. Us. Exactly. Yeah. If, if I celebrate like, it after the fact. Karma like come that. to life and like sort of exactly. doing 2020 thing. Witchery. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There are some forces at power right now. Right. So it was a full moon last night. Like it was probably just the moon. Or the witches. The witches. Right. Yeah. The, the Wiccan <laughs> community. Um, yeah. So the color of that for me is very like, uh, you know, a shimmery, iridescent kind of pink. Um, like yeah. Like my nails, actually. Um, cute. So, yeah. So, oh, and I haven't seen the nails yet. Yeah. They're cute. Eh? And I was like, oh, no. So very much. I mean, I could do your nails for you when there's no pandemic. Just let me know. <laughs> let me know. Um, yeah, that's the vibe. But then also I'm on this really upsetting diet where I don't, I'm not eating added sugar or gluten or dairy, which is the only things that bring me happiness in this world. So it's like you have this iridescent pink and then you also have like oatmeal, just like okay. the color of oatmeal. So that's yeah. where I'm at right now. Okay. That's upsetting. And, wow. and I feel that for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Tom, how about you? Um, my color is like a, a buzzy yellow. Mm. Like a buzzy, like sort of like I'm going around pollinating and like making women break up with their husbands oh and like sort of <laughs> taking all of humanity to court. Like buzz buzz Jerry Seinfeld making honey in my honeycomb. That's my color. Tom just watched the B movie for the first time. If that I, was say, I feel like there's a lot of references there that I might have to piece together later. <laughs> my students are obsessed with the B movie. Like the Jerry Seinfeld B movie? I've never seen it. And no, neither had I. So they made me watch it today and it was bad. And But I, I, I feel, when I watch a movie, I sort of take it in. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I feel like a bee. Okay, you're going to marry a human woman. <laughs> human woman, yeah. Um, color? I think my color is sort of like a muted lime green. If you can imagine like a lime green, but like a little muted with a little bit of yellow in it. I find myself really gravitating towards that color right now. I found a blazer today in that color, but it was too big, unfortunately, um, because it's sort of gross. You know, it's kind of like putrid and gross. It's kind um, of like 2020. Kind of yeah. feel like, you know, a lot these days, um, but it's also very like invigorating and energetic and like unique. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm consistently torn between those things <laughs> like feeling energized and feeling special and then being like i'm disgusting i am a lump of like oatmeal yeah <laughs> that's very the vibe though i'm like feeling that right now that's perfect i feel like if you mix all our colors together it it is like maybe sewage or something <laughs> <laughs> wow that's true yeah anyway after such a wonderfully abstract opening yeah right can you, I, can you introduce yourself to our listeners oh yeah <laughs> um hello my name is ralph and i am a pop singer songwriter from toronto um i like coffee in abundance and crosswords and um i like performing and i miss performing and i love i love all my fans <laughs> that's really the summary of me I was, as we were going to do this, Tom was getting mad at me because my calendar was stuck on September. And as I ripped it, September fades just started playing in my head. And it's like, <laughs> this is like, must be the time of year that you're at your most powerful because when September is fading. Well, it's true. And also I'm a Libra. So oh, Libra. really my month, you know, it's, it's a, it's a month that I think it's like kind of polarizing. I feel like you either love fall or you hate fall. I was with a friend today and she was like, Oh God, it's so hot. Like, I don't understand. I thought it was gonna be cool. And now I'm hot. And like, now I need to take off my layers. And then, so she bought a t-shirt, changed into a t-shirt and then it got cold. And she was like, fuck my life. What the <laughs> 
and I I'm, love fall. I'm on board with your friend. I like, cannot abide by this strange, strange season. I think it also might be just like you're like dependent on your body temperature. I run cold, so I'm happy to like put on a sweater and I can wear a sweater if it's sunny outside. You know, like I love fall. I think there's something very magical about fall. Um, I hate spring, so I'm not a transitional month person, but I just feel very powerful. Hate spring. I love that. I hate spring. I fucking hate spring. <laughs> is it is it the full like <laughs> I, I the the... thing that I can say with confidence. I fucking hate spring. Just like I hate iced coffee. <laughs> <gasps> I know. I know. Your queer your your gay man friends are not happy with <laughs> I know I also don't love dogs. I'm so sorry. I just have to say it. I have to let you know. Yeah. You are perhaps the only person I've met with all of these these tastes. I've just the uniqueness. You know what? It's very Libra of you, I must <laughs> say. True. Thank you. I pitched having the September um, calendar up in front of the screen when you came on and then having it like dramatically sort of trickle away. But and I'm like, I don't get the reference. I don't yeah. <laughs> Jesse wasn't having it. Our producer's really a stickler. <laughs> You're no fun. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I mean, I can't say it enough. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, I'm just, I have a hundred things that I want to ask you as a fan, um, which we'll get to, but just, you know, in terms of this being a queer podcast um, and you recently becoming the resident producer of Canada's Drag Race, which congratulations. I mean, to be honest, that I did not know that that was my title until I watched it. And then there <laughs> I was like, excuse me? I've, I thought, okay, cool. Like, I didn't realize that that was my title, but I will put that in my fucking Instagram bio immediately. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> That's Jesse to do. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, okay, so just, you know, with all of that, I'm wondering, what is it like for you to be like an icon for the queer community to have so many queer fans and I also say this as part of a queer group of super fans so um you know just like yeah what is that like for you it's amazing like I've always been surrounded by queer friends and family members and um you know it's not like yeah it's not necessarily like a new community for me to be around um but I think as an artist uh I don't know if you can you know feel that exceptional love that the queer community puts out unless you just are lucky like me and you happen to kind of be embraced by them but it is so incredibly special and and unique because I don't know an, a more supportive community like I really don't like you know I know that when I put on a show small big whatever like 70 percent are from the queer community and like not only are they buying the tickets and they're not complaining about the ticket prices like they're buying the tickets they're buying the merch they're wearing the merch they're making the signs they're putting on the looks you know like mm -hmm. they're not coming they're like coming to your show and they know the words and they're like i always joke about this because i don't really have that many straight men come to my shows but <laughs> or you know will drag along like for their boyfriend and um yeah I've never really had like a straight man in the audience be like like your tits look great like it's always like a queer man being like I love your hair like amazing yes. like, it's so <laughs> can I touch your headband <laughs> it's like it's just like you look amazing it's 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 incredibly supportive um yeah like so like you know in in that sense physically but just like emotionally very very supportive like um yeah it, it feels amazing but at the same time it is um not in a bad way but i do feel um a responsibility to make sure that i am consistently thinking of my queer community um so when i'm writing songs i i try to be really aware of what language i'm using and like mm -hmm. this going to make my listeners <clears throat> feel excluded or like they can't relate to it which is why I try to be conscientious of even um you know sometimes writing from like a, a non-gendered pers persona and right. kind of just using non-gendered language so that it can apply to everybody um and even when I write posts uh as someone who's like incredibly sensitive my Libra-ness is like I never ever I'm so paranoid about offending people and hurting people's feelings and having people be mad at me so when I write a post I spend so long making sure that I like have the language right. And um, I take it really to heart if, if I do get a message from someone being like, even someone the other day was like, hey, actually like the term drag queen can be really exclusive. And for all these drag kings and for people who don't kind of fall into that role, like it's really exclusive. And I was like, 
hi, thank you so much for letting me know what is a term that, you know, would be more inclusive and that you would prefer. And they said, just, um, a drag performer. Right. And I was like, okay, clocked it, you know, like, I will try my best to consistently like rework my brain to, uh, to make sure that like I can offend as few people as possible. I love that. It's such, um, that sort of embodies exactly what we want to do with this project. It's like, Mm -hmm. we're never going to get things right the first time. We're never going to get it right. And all we can do is listen and then change our thinking or or change our speaking. So it's really, it's lovely to hear you say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think if anything, this summer has taught us that, you know, a hundred percent. And I, 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 uh, yeah, moving forward, that's like just generally how I I see everything. You know, I want to keep learning. I want to make sure that I'm not going to be perfect. I'm going to, you know, occasionally use the wrong term because things are continuously evolving. And sometimes, right. I'm a little, you know, I guess I'm slow on the uptake, but um, I'm always happy to learn. And um, I just want to make sure that like, I'm always showing love and respect back to the people who showed me that same thing. So I love that so much. And it's the kind of thing too, where like, you know, in the career community, things do change quite quickly and people figure out what is working and what isn't working. And so, you know, for someone to reach out and share that with you and then to have you, acquire new information and change based on that is something that seems so simple, but I feel like a lot right. of people, you know, react with defensiveness or with anger or like, are just lacking in the listening department. Right. Um, so I feel like this is a lesson for everyone. <laughs> Certainly. Cause if that person who spoke up to you was being respectful instead of like, Hey, you screwed up and you, yeah, yeah. you, you meanie. <laughs> yeah. I think they wanted to be heard and they were kind of like, Oh shit. Like Ralph is messaging me back. Mm-hmm. Okay take this opportunity to you know attack it but it's like the funny thing is to me it's like it's so easy to learn you know if you want to it is so easy like um yeah you can you can you know read an article uh you can watch a youtube video it's so easy to 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 learn and to educate yourself and um I just think it's interesting when people like are like, oh, there's too many things, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, are there though? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. confusing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I also wanted to ask you about your relationship to your fans because you like repost people that tag you in it, and like you're just so active online and and with people that reach out to you. And I just was wondering if you could talk a bit more about that. Um. Yeah. I mean, again, like I try my best. Um, I do get a lot of messages because because I'm someone who tries to reply to a lot of people. The moment that you kind of do reply, of course, you kind of open the floodgates to like have a conversation with someone. Or and- record a podcast in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that's different. I think like for me, I know how much it means like or has meant to me when I've reached out to someone and they've answered. You're like, oh my God, I mean mm-hmm. something. So I really want to try my best to to like, you know, make people feel good and make them feel heard and important that being said it is like a really challenging thing to stay on top of um so you know god my apologies to people who like i've fuck, actually like today i told i told someone four days ago that i would send their partner a happy birthday video before the second and it is the second so that is what i'm gonna do after we finish doing this but like you just do I, it right now <laughs> I know. my intentions are so, are so good and i think i just spread myself a little bit thin sometimes and my manager uh, is always telling me that like if yeah. you go into my shows or for anyone who's been to my shows um i do the same thing like at, when i go to the merch table um i spend like <laughs> like an hour and a half talking to people and be again it's because it's the same thing as answering you know stuff on on instagram it's like i know how much it means um because i've been that person on the other end like i know how much it means to have a genuine momentary connection with someone that you admire and i love signing things and i always try i sign different things i personalize them i say you know what's your name or you know and i write something different for everyone but it does i've i'm it's this kind of hard paradox between like um, trying to make the people who like trying to respect your fans and mm-hmm. show them love, but also trying to protect yourself because if you give too much, you just deplete. Like I have depleted myself many, many times because I've, I've given too much. So I'm kind of always trying to find the balance. And I Very always, Libra of you. I know, I know. <laughs> My manager's always like, just don't do it. 
She's like, just yeah. don't spend that much time talking to people. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 like, I once had a bouncer bring me a free drink in LA because he was like, I've never seen an artist spend this much time talking to fans. And like, really? Oh, shit. <laughs> what am I doing wrong? Anyway, thanks for the hour of your time. Um... <laughs> no, honestly, like, because also people will like come up to me and be like, I listened to this album when I was breaking up with my boyfriend and I honestly had moments where I thought I was going to take my own life and I just want to tell it's like you're what you're going to be like thank you so much yeah, so yeah. Like, robot smile like yeah. exactly yeah. so it's it's it is tricky because I am very much an empath and I feel very deeply for people so yeah. Well, Tom and I aren't pop stars and we struggle with this also. Yes. Like, it's just like, it's such a difficult lesson to learn, especially when people can reach you at any moment of any day. Like it's, yeah. And you're like, oh, I'll get back to that and that later. And then yeah. I just don't. Yeah. And then I feel like a jerk. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then you feel like a jerk. Like right now I feel so bad that there's someone out there who's like, Ralph said she was going to send a video. <laughs> well, we can shut her out right now. Um, um, it's, so I'm an origin slut, oh, you if are. you don't mind me. Yeah, As an um, educator, I love to know how sort of the seeds got planted and how you started out and sort of your journey to where you are now. An origin slut is really <laughs> At first I was like, I don't know what that means. I get it now. Yeah. I got there. But at first I was like, oh my God, what am I? Where um, is going? It's like, a new thing. Let's tell me about it. Um, so I was always, I guess as a kid, I was like very performative and we would always do like skits up at my family farm. Uh, I don't, I'm born in Toronto. I don't, I didn't grow up on a farm just to clarify. Mm-hmm. Um, my family has a old like farmhouse that's split between my, my whole family. So I have a lot of cousins and my family is like very artistic. Most I'd say like 70% of my relatives are all within the art world. So um, me and my cousins would go up to the farm and we'd always do these like dumb skits. And it was always me being like, okay, so I'm going to be the lead and you're going to vlog and you're going to be the sidekick. And I was always doing like accents and um, I loved, I guess I loved performing. I don't know if it was like being the center of attention that I loved. I just loved performing. And I always thought that I would be an actor. So I did acting when I was younger. I had an agent. Um, and then when I was in grade eight, I auditioned as a, I think I auditioned as like a, a, a tree, like I, for a musical at school. Like I, tr- I auditioned for like a very minimal background role. And then when they put up the casting, I was the lead. And I was mm-hmm. like, uh, what? Like, no, <laughs> I, don't want, I do not want this. And they were like, I mean, I went to a school with 60 people. So they were like, you, you are the best out of everybody. It's Which, the star quality for them. Yeah. I mean, I guess because I, yeah, I like, I liked talking and they were like, this will work. Um, can, you, can you shut up the school? I'm curious to know. It was called City View Alternative. Oh. Um, it was 60 students. It was on the top of a, of a school at like Dundas and um, over by, over by Lansdowne. And um, it was very alternative. I wore fairy wings and vans to school. Of course. Um, oh my God, of course. <laughs> and so when I got cast in the musical, I had to sing in front of people. And uh, the songs, looking back now, the, the songs were not vocally challenging. Like now, I'm like, wow, they're, they're not challenging. Uh, there was one song. So the musical was also written by one of the moms at the school. It was called... Oh shine and it was about a fairy god person because it had to be gender neutral um so it was about a fairy god person and she meets a guy who works at a pet store and he doesn't know what he wants to do with his life and so the fairy god person helps him um shine and my big song are you ready it went like this everybody's gotta shine everybody's gotta shine you want to read it on the front page just one time is there anybody there anybody really care because you really got to turn off the lights turn off the sound turn those heads around here we go now one two three four five six seven eight shine but that note as i had zero vocal training I remember being like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, shine. It was, it was a frail note. If shine isn't your next single, it'll be the truest travesty of I should honor that. Because yeah. I have a memory of like, wow, performing that. Also, my parents told me recently that I didn't tell them uh, that I was the lead of the musical. So they came to see it and they were like, <laughs> she's 
on stage a lot. And then they looked in the brochure and they're like, oh no, she's the lead. I guess I just like didn't talk about it at all. And I was like, yeah, I'm in this musical. Um, <laughs> so after doing Shine in grade eight, I auditioned for music theater as my, I went auditioned for a performing arts high school in Toronto called ESA. And it was a very intense audition process. You have to like stand in front of a panel of judges and perform two songs and then like do an ear test with the piano and then do a dance audition and a monologue. Um, I somehow got in because like you go from being like the best person in grade eight to being a, a, a fish in a sea of like stunning singers. Mm -hmm. uh, so grade nine, when I get to ESA, I was like, I'm a singer. And then this like girl named Justine like goes up to perform like, you know, a song from Little Mermaid. And she's just like, ah! it's like, it was like, she was like mind blowing, like Christina Aguilera. And I was like, oh, okay, I see the standards here are different. Um, yeah, so, so I studied there and um, went from being like terrified uh, to perform to grade 11, where I like finally was like, oh shit, I, like, I think I feel more comfortable. And like, you learn how to perform properly because Shine didn't teach me anything. Um, <laughs> I learned how to like actually like like breathe and um, and, and learn how to go over my nerves. So I, I wouldn't be a singer if I hadn't gone to that school. It's a great school. Um, and or like was, I don't know what the situation is now. Yeah, we've had, uh, I know a lot of people that went to ESA. In fact, we've had some guests from ESA. Really? What, yeah. Ali, Ali X? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I went to uh, Ryerson Theater School. So a lot of the people I was with ESA. I auditioned for Ryerson Theater School and didn't get in, and that's why I stopped acting because consider I yourself fucking lucky. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. Ralph, it sounds scary. There for a year. Sorry. My brother went there for a year or two. Do you know anyone named Kit Wayman? No. Okay. Um, he must have been older. Young. Ask your brother if you ever had to do an exercise where they threw a rope on the ground and he had to embody it in his body. Oh my god! And just see what he says. I've heard horror stories. Listen, it was it was a really rough four years. Like I think you really got out of you really got out on top. Yeah. Your reaction was me for when Tom first told me. I was like, "What the possible fuck could this have been?" And they're like, "You're not you're not embodying the rope." You're like, "Yeah." They would do silly things like next, put purple in your forehead for the next ten minutes, and I'd be like, "That doesn't mean anything, but I'm gonna do this." Wow, wow, Tom. I all of a sudden I saw it. I saw the feeder <laughs> that moment. Yeah. Oh it's no ESI fact. Yeah, you can it's like you can try and bury, like I try to bury the fact that I have four years of music theater training. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, it's still there. Like if you I remember once as a joke I sang like fifteen seconds of a song from Rent and my brother was like, Oh my god, I forgot that you like have the ability to like sing 525,600 minutes you know like really oh it's triggering a little bit too, yeah. <laughs> well it's yeah, yeah no i that's mm, that song that was a real song Peter I, yeah, coming um, out so that's my background in music and then i was just in like a bunch of bands after high school and did folk music for a long time which is truly where my heart lies i love folk music so much Great. but uh, and then what you just performed enough and you got snatched up by someone no, um, no, uh, I went to a, so there, I, I was part of a group called Toronto Women in Music, which was just like a, a meeting that um, this amazing girl named Stacy had started putting together for women in music of like any facet, like photographers, directors, uh, women in music licensing, you know, anything. Um, and it was a great place to just kind of like network and um, talk about, you know, there was always a guest speaker um, and, and, uh, and then you could kind of network and just meet people. And one week the guest speaker was um, this young manager, a young music manager who was an A&R for Universal in England for five years. And then she had just moved to Toronto and um, was doing A&R at Universal Canada. So I was like, you know what, this is a good person for me to talk to because I've been doing folk music and then I had just started doing this like new pop synth project that I was like I don't even know if it's good so I listened to her and then after the meeting I was like hey I know you're gonna get a million and one people throwing their demos at you but like if you could just listen to like one and just tell me if it's good or not and the next morning at like 7 a.m I get a message from her being like hey yours was like the best thing that I listened to out of everyone's but the quality the production quality is shit um, and then we just started working together and 
Um, she ended up leaving Universal to create her own music management company. And now she's my business partner in Richmond Records. And she's been my manager for almost six years. And like a very, oh, wow. very good friend. Yeah. She's amazing. She, uh, she's a serious boss. Her name's Lori Lee. Um, shout out so, Lori. Shout out Lori. <clears throat> yeah. Thanks, so we, Lori. we basically like, nothing has ever really been, I'm, I don't have like, when people are like, oh my God, do you feel like you just like woke up and you just like, made it? I'm like, absolutely. A hundred percent not. No, unfortunately that's not my story. Yeah. Lori, I, didn't, sorry, I didn't want to imply that with that question. No, no, that's not what I, I think. Some people do have, you know, have, have like been like, yeah, I just kind of like got, you know, it just kind of happened. And for mm -hmm. me, like I have fucking worked, we yeah. work very, very hard to make everything happen. Um, and I did get signed to a record label and um, was with 604 for I think a year and a half. And then um, we just decided to uh, embark on our own journey and to leave 604. And so now I'm signed basically like I release music under my own record label. Amazing. Cool. Yeah. Congratulations. And how did you tumble into Canada's Drag Race? Yeah. Okay, so I, uh, one of my best girlfriends owns a store called VSP Consignment, and I'm their ambassador. Um, and so I've gotten to know, I worked there for a long time, and um, it's amazing because they just have the most beautiful clothing, and I can always pull it and borrow it for shoots. Um, but Shout out to being an ambassador. <laughs> I know. I was like, I don't really know what that means, but I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you just mean that I kind of work here, but like, it sounds cuter. Um, Wine rack, if you're listening and need an ambassador, <laughs> I'm around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, so I got to know a lot of the shoppers and, um, so Tainomi's best friend, Mark, is one of the shoppers because, um, he's always there like pulling stuff and we got to kind of like become friends. And then, um, he was like, Hey, Canada's Drag Race is looking for judges. You should absolutely email the producer. And I was like, that feels super desperate. I feel like they should come to you. I'm not going to like email a producer and be like, hey, so I don't know if you know who I am, but, um, but I did. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Mark, take the email. <laughs> so I shot them an email and I was like, <laughs> so mortified. I was like, oh, because it's so weird to be like, hi, I'm a pop singer. <laughs> I was just terrified. I don't know me, but I'm actually a clothing ambassador. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you know me as VSP's clothing ambassador. Um, I also worked for Pure, Purina Pet Chow. No. Um, and uh, then he emailed back and was like, oh my God, yes, of course I know who you are. Um, but I have something else. I want to talk to you about a different role, actually. Uh, do you want to meet for coffee? So we, um, me and Mike Bickerton, who's one of the producers, met for coffee. And it was funny because, like, we were, like, met in the common on Bloor. This is back before COVID. So we could still, like, have a coffee and, like, talk face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me, like, very secret drag race stuff um because we were talking about the show and he was kind of trying to fill me in but at the same time we're also like in this very crowded cafe and like you know downtown toronto and this girl next to us like turns to us while we're talking she's like are you taya wayman's sister and i was like yes i am she's like oh my god we worked together on a show she's like been listening the entire time um yeah. so anyway she probably like got a little bit of intel but yeah but mike was like i we it, like we you know we have this idea for you and if you want to be like a vocal coach we think that would be great and I was like yeah I mean I'll like do that's amazing I'll do anything uh, I just like want to be a part of the show so um I didn't really know exactly what that would look like I didn't even know at first that I would be on two episodes and but yeah so like I got on the show because I <laughs> pushed my foot into that door <laughs> yeah um, and I mean, the experience was like, it was so fun. Um, I, it sounds sort of so undramatic to say this, but like, I really don't have much shit to talk because like everyone who worked on the show was just so nice. It's and it's okay. Like, we weren't looking for shit. I, well, I was going to, I was going to be like, do you have any tea? But cause when we recorded with Priyanka, there was someone from Crave, like on the call, oh, yeah. like <laughs> just like a black square in the corner. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Like, you do sign a very intense NDA. Yeah. Um, so I'm, like, not amazing at, at, like, keeping fun secrets. But when you sign a contract that's like, we will sue your ass, yeah. you will become good at confidentiality. <laughs> um, so I really didn't tell. Like, I have friends who, <clears throat> a lot of my queer friends were like, 
I cannot believe you didn't tell me. And I was like, well, I mean, I can keep a secret when I need to. Um, <laughs> when the law is involved. Like, yeah, when the law is involved and money is involved. Or I actually can... also when you're the star of Shine the Musical. <laughs> you know, I don't, wanna, I don't want to put that at the top of my... <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, everyone, everyone was, everyone was just great. Like even Brooklyn was like lovely. I, I met Brooklyn before, but I, you know, and I, I, you just hear so much kind of shit about like, oh, well now that they're on TV and they have a show and like Brooklyn was lovely and, um, everyone yeah. was lovely. That's and mostly I, just people's jealousy spewing out. Yeah. It, it really is. You yeah. know, it, it's crazy how, how easy it is to like, you know, hear shit through the grapevine and then, um, and, and believe it when really like a lot of it, even like as a performer, I always think about, you know how you hear about like, oh, so-and-so has an ego. Yeah. And they're a diva. And um, I remember once I was opening at a festival in BC and Lord was kind of the headliner, I think for the day. So I was opening and then there was another performer after me and then Lord. And so our slots were like, tight, 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 because Lord had to go on at three because she had to be finished by four because she was getting on a jet and flying to do an SNL performance that night. And everyone at the show was instructed to not look at her. Do not look at Lord if you see her. Do not talk to Lord. And we were all like, okay, like, all right. And like, we kept seeing her getting like hustled by her team. And I was like, I'm not even like, obviously I wasn't going to try to talk to her, but like not looking at her is a bit much. Yeah. And then I found out later that um, she had strep throat and like was doing a performance and then going to SNL and like had strep throat. And I was like, girl probably feels like shit. Yeah. She's going to do a huge show on TV. And, like, of course she doesn't want anyone to talk to her or look at her, you know. She's just, like, I feel yeah. like fucking garbage. And it's amazing how, like, quickly that got kind of passed around. Everyone was like, oh, my God, she's such a diva. And it's like, no, she's a human who just feels like shit, you yeah. know. And yeah, it's yeah. usually women, too. Like, not to play the misogyny totally. card, but, like, they're a bitch. They're a diva. It, like. I don't know if you've ever watched this before, but one of my favorite, favorite YouTube videos is um, a clip of Nicki Minaj from this made for MTV movie. I can't remember what it's called, but if you look up Nicki Minaj, uh, drink the Kool-Aid, okay. it's one of my favorite videos of all time because she's basically talking about how she, um, she went to a photo shoot once and they had like, instead of like actually getting what she'd asked for, for her artist writer, they got pickles, like, like wet pickles and like some like ham and like some Sprite. And so she was like, no, I'm not doing the photo shoot because this isn't what I like this isn't worth my time. Yeah. I'm worth more than this. So she walked and she got everyone on set was like, she's a fucking bitch. She's a diva. And so she got this reputation of being like, a, you know, this diva. And she was like, if I was a guy, people would be like, he's so powerful. So strong. Exactly. Strong. But yeah. if you're a woman, you're a bitch. And, and yeah. uh, she was, she was, it's a really good clip. It's Let's one of write that down. We're going to, we're going to talk about it. Um, I have two takeaways from what you just said. One is I really want to send a team of people ahead of my arrival to tell people to not look at me. I feel like that's something <laughs> that I just need to do now. And I want to do the opposite. My <laughs> writer will be everyone who has to look has at me the whole time. And then the second thing is like, I need to ask myself every day if I'm worth more than wet pickles and ham. Because like some days I don't know the answer to that question, you know? Mm. I'm here to tell you that you're not. Thank you. Thank you so much. Don't look at me actually anymore for the duration. Uh, yeah. So, um, okay. So we have a few little like, like closing gimmicks that we would love to do. Oh yeah, let's you. do the gimmicks. Um, can we start with the picture of the horrifying cat that I sent you? Wait, okay, I didn't see it yet. Take, you can take your time. Um, it's in the We're body of the email. Um, you sent it to my email? Yeah. Okay, here's the, the mascot picture, okay. Oh, <laughs> wow, okay. Keep the time. <laughs> so you want me to tell you what it's eating? What vibes are you getting? Like, what's it serving? Um, it's kind of serving like Miley Cyrus, Dolly Parton, to be honest. Um, it's got this kind of rugged, uh, country look to it, which is kind of what Miley's going for these days with her, like, mullet. I love it. And her, like, she's, like, doing, like, trashy country backhoe kind of yeah. thing. Okay, Ralph, can I just show you? This is what we based it on. Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> So, so it's, it's, the, it's the cover art from A Good Girl, the album. The fact that I just compared myself inadvertently to Miley Cyrus is like incredibly flattering. <laughs> it's perfect. Well, also, but the adjectives you used were not flattering. So you, you really even... You really country, country backhoe is not, not my aesthetic. So yeah. again, yeah, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> silk leopard pants and 
like rhinestones. So. I can't stop looking at your headband. I know, and your nails. Like I wish that our listeners could see you yeah. right now. Can I just tell you really um, a really unimportant, but uh, I'm gonna do it anyway, story about my nails. So I've always had fake nails and my real nails are like shit garbage pieces of like thin paper because I get fake nails. And then over the pandemic, I was like, I'm just gonna let my nails grow. And I'm taking those like gummy supplements. Uh, okay, okay, do those work? My friends made fun of me. I don't know. I mean, I take <laughs> them every day and it's like my favorite part of the day because it's gummies. So yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. I'm like, it's vitamins. Um, <laughs> but my nails got so long and I was like, is everyone looking at my nails? Because this is insane. And then every single one of them cracked like very deep down the middle. <laughs> down um, the middle. So now they're just really scary and uneven and they just keep cracking. So like, I don't well, know. The resolution of the computer screen right now, like they look flawless. It's true. Yeah. They're gorgeous. I care a lot about my nails. I spend a lot of money. My accountant once was like, do you want to know how much money you spend on your nails a year? And I was like, <laughs> no. no, thank you. Never tell me that. That's actually a contract, sir. Yeah, yeah. I, well, it's worth that. I mean, you're bound to never tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have this very bizarre um, quoffing round, as we okay. call it. Um, mm-hmm. And a quoff is the penis version of a queef. And it's just where we ask you questions really, really fast. Um, so that's what's going to happen. It's like a lightning round. A lot of people do not take it as a lightning round, which is fine. It's queer. Yeah. Do whatever you want. It's artistic expression. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Ralph, what are your pronouns? She, her. And what's your favorite swear word? Probably fuck. What's your favorite body part? My waist. Yes. Uh, what's your favorite movie right now? Um, I'm thinking of ending things. Oh, okay, I, I really want to see it. See that. Sorry, I said that ironically. It's not. I hated it so Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. I Maybe really I have a hard time getting through it, but it will make me sound intelligent and artsy if I say that. <laughs> um, in reality, it's always, I love you, man. Oh, oh my God. Classic. I took film theory as a degree in film theater and, and in school. So that's, that's like, that's a sad truth. About it still me. comes back to I love you, man. I love that. I, th- I think I need a rewatch. I think I probably saw that. So Can we do it? Let's, let's watch it. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite mythical creature? Um, oh, uh, Selkie. What's that? It is a half woman, half seal. I was mm. very, very obsessed as a child. I was convinced that I was a mermaid or a Selkie. Yeah. Oh, this sounds like maybe something you would love. Yeah, um, it does. It be a really good movie about Selkies. Um, there's a movie that is uh, starring Colin Farrell. It's weird, but he's very good in it. Called On Dean. Okay. Saw it during TIFF years ago, and I was like, wow, I fell in love with it so much. Jesse, write that down, please, and thank you. Jesse, hurry up! Oh my god. Um, what's your favorite noise? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Can I can I like can I like tweak this question and and yes. say um, one of my the opposite of that my least favorite noise is my and my mother's sneeze. <laughs> I didn't think that a sneeze was hereditary, um, but I don't know how to explain this scientifically. My mom has a sneeze that is truly earth shattering, and as a kid and as a, an adult, actually, I was always like, it's performative. You no one has to sneeze like that. Like I know you're doing it for attention, and weirdly. I do it now. Like it's when I sneeze, people go, Oh my God. Oh, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's so embarrassing. I don't know what has happened to me. As a fellow obnoxious sneezer, I feel your pain. People always think I'm doing it performatively. Exactly. And, and I don't, I actually don't know how to not. Like, I don't know how to do it. I, I wish I could. Maybe just for my throat, but then it would be like, ah, or something. Yeah. I'm one of those people that's telling you. Yeah. You're not supposed to hold in a sneeze. It's bad for you. So it's like you go, but it's really embarrassing. I'm back. We keep, yeah, we keep freezing you. <laughs> um, celebrity crush. Oh, God, that's hard. Um, Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> oh. So, that was so like, alternative was school of you. <laughs> I love his nose, and I think he's really funny. I'm a sucker for someone who's funny. I love that. I love you, man, type, type stuff. Exactly. <laughs> um, what do you wish you knew more about? Um, metaphysics. Yeah. Huge. Same. I, I, I just wish I like was someone who was more interested in like science and math. I'm not, but I wish that I was. Yeah. Um, what would your friends say is your best quality? Um, 
probably that I, oh, that I like am sensitive to other people's needs. Yeah. And what are you most grateful for? My family. Oh, that's very supportive. And your farm performances. Yeah, and my farm performances that exist on video. Oh, well, we're going to need to see those. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. There's a lot of nudity. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> my family's very liberal, and it's like a bunch of hippies who have kids, and it was just like the parents like drinking beer, and the kids were just like, we had this really weird obsession with um, a long brown thin pillow that we called saucy i don't know why it was called saucy. i think probably like a sausage abbreviation and we have we had this tradition where we would care we'd get naked sometimes we would body paint or like um shove kleenex up our nose and we would carry saucy around there's like sort of a circular path you can take through like the kitchen and the living room and the dining room. And we would like do this performance. It's like an art performance. We would carry saucy and we would go, here comes saucy, here comes saucy. And our parents were like, I don't, they're like, okay, cool. Like third time around, they were like, this is annoying. Can you guys kiss off? Yeah. Deeply troubling. Like I don't even know like where I to love fit that. This. I, I would have definitely been carrying saucy with you, that's yeah. for sure. Oh yeah, no, there's a lot of videos of saucy. And like recently me and my cousins were like, hey, what happened to saucy? And we're like, who remembers when saucy disappeared? Like we don't remember when saucy disappeared or why, but at some point- Your parents were probably like, let's get this out of here. Like, Word. <laughs> oh my God. Um, okay, so as a final little thing, we like to ask what your double rainbow was. And this is where we all just kind of say something good that's happened to us in the past day or week or month um, or whatever. Well, I just moved apartments. Um, so I left um, an apartment where I lived with one of my best friends, which was a great space. Um, but I moved into a great space with my boyfriend, which is um, oh, a pretty, yeah, like a, a big step for me because I've never lived with a partner before. Um, and I think like a fun step for us. So that's been a good what area of town are you That's located exciting. in? Um, we're still in the West End, so like basically Bloor and Ossington. Nice. Yeah. Well, the place looks gorgeous, if that's where you're recording from. Uh, thank you. We have a lot of plants. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. It's too much. It's too much at this point. Eve has a green thumb, so I'm learning a lot already. I'm learning that uh, my plants are ill compared to his. <laughs> <laughs> a paler shade of green. Yeah, there's a lot of yellow in my snake plant, as it turns out. I, I didn't know that that was bad. Yeah, no, that's bad, apparently. Oh, well, then maybe I'm not so good. <laughs> um, Tom, what's your double rainbow? I don't know. Um, oh, I, I'm i taking, a, as well as being a teacher, I'm taking a lot of school. Mm. And I finished a really annoying, redundant course last night. So I feel free. I feel what free. was the course? Was it metaphysics? Oh, <laughs> probably that would have been more interesting. This course was called Classroom Management. Oh, no. Yeah to know for me yeah that's all you need to know about that yeah. oh wow yeah. um mine is gonna start dark but it's not dark oh okay. like this is usually what happens but, um i'm do i'm TAing right now for a course and the professor's husband was in an accident and um had to get surgery and it was it was terrible um and so my professors had to step out and so she's asked me to teach the lecture for her which is super exciting um and so i've decided to teach my students about colonialism and gender so I think that that's oh, cool. It's like a future double rainbow, but ew, both of our double ra rainbows were education based. Gross. Okay, can I do a different one then? Yeah, I did ask last week, and it was really nice. There we so go. That's mine. That's <laughs> scratch that, Jesse. Delete the other one. Thank you. <laughs> it was the acid. <laughs> Ralph, okay. thank you so much. This is oh, so wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a delight. It feels like we were just sitting across the table from each other, just having a chat. You know? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, if slash one restrictions end up we can do a, a take two episode where we're in the same space have i some have drinks. so many more things to tell you please honestly oh, please i, I love that one of my things that i'm really curious to talk about with like queer friends is um the fact that i get asked i'd say like twice a week if not more am and i seem to be confusing people with my gender these days um, i get a lot of messages about what i'm trans now um, oh. and it's, it's usually from queer fans who genuinely seem confused, quote unquote, I had a gentleman message me the other night and he said, are you a boy or a girl? I'm confused. And 
I think it, it's been making me, I, I guess, I'm, and I, I always, uh, if someone posts, you know, something like on a Instagram, I'll always answer it. Cause I, I never want, it's important to me to like, make sure that, um, I'm, I want to clarify, you know, like I never yeah. want to feel like I'm somehow like kind of pretending to be something I'm not, or, you know, taking onus to something that I'm not. So I always say yeah. like, oh, like, I'm not trans, but, um, yeah. you know, thank you so much. What a high compliment, like what yeah, a yeah. community of people. That um, question is quite reductive of that man too, I would say. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just interesting because I think I do wonder if it's because, um, you know, a lot of what, uh, a lot of like, appearances that I've been doing a lot of conversations that I've been having and you know because of drag race I feel like maybe right. people see me being a part of the queer community yeah. so they're like oh well there's no way that you could just be like a straight woman right there's yeah. probably something a tweak here that I'm not you know a twist that maybe I'm not understanding so I think people are really trying to like figure me out but it, it is it is interesting to me like and by no means have I ever felt anything other than just curiosity about that comment yeah you know? Yeah, uh, fascinating. Yeah. fascinating. Well, that's for that's for number two that's of this for, episode. Yeah, yeah, number two. Um, yeah, we'll have to do this again. Yeah. Sam's COVID. Um, <laughs> if it ever goes away. I, yeah, it will at some point. Yeah, yeah. No, but hopefully, before, all of us will still be alive. Except exactly. For maybe hopefully, I will be able to physically perform, and I won't be like eighty. Like I don't. I'm just starting to think of my like Plan B options: real estate. Guys, yeah. Oh, yeah. is my plan B because I think I could sell some houses. Well, I would also watch you do musical theater just like from my living room. So that's Ooh. also something that you, you, know, that you can do. Also, jazz standards. I will say that I, I, jazz standards is my forte, not music theater. Right. Okay. Right. Well, that I would. I would. No. No. I want music theater. I want shine. Crowd <laughs> <laughs> with saucy though as your back. <laughs> shine. <laughs> saucy. I wish I could find a, a shine video. I'll see what I can dig up. Please. We'll be in touch. Okay, amazing. So without further a queer, see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Thank you so um, much, guys. Do you queer? 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 Do you que